Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome, one and all, to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. Of course, I am Don LaGreca, fresh from my trip from Western Canada in Vancouver. Got to call the Rangers 6-4 win, their sixth consecutive, by the way. And then jumped on a red eye and got home in time uh, for the K-Show yesterday. And I will be doing the pre and post for the two games in Alberta tonight in Edmonton and Saturday in Calgary. And we'll get to the Rangers in just a bit. But, you know, you recap last night's games. And if there is a team that's in a heap of trouble... It's the Washington Capitals. They lose again last night by the final score of 6-3. to three. Unfortunate circumstances with Alexander Ovechkin's father passing away. So he hasn't played in the last couple of games, and he certainly has been missed. So the Caps have lost three in a row. Four wins in their last ten. You know, I've been telling you since the beginning of the season, I didn't think the Caps were a playoff team, and I don't think they're going to make it. 57 games played. Tied with the Islanders for the most games played in the uh, NHL. So that means they're going to be standing around watching a lot of teams play while they're idle. Florida had the win, obviously beating Washington directly. So they're in a tie, 62 points. Florida's played one more game, so I take it back. Not the most games in the NHL. Florida's played the most at 58. Row wins go to the Caps, but regulation wins go to the go to florida so so florida the only reason that washington's holding on to this final playoff spot is the fact that they played one more game but when everything balances itself out i think florida and the new york islanders are going to pass washington and detroit is very much in the conversation too red wings have 60 points with only 54 games played so three games in hand on the islanders four games in hand on florida three on Washington. That's just too much. Even Buffalo's in the conversation. They sit four points back of Washington, and they've got four games in hand on Washington and five games in hand on Florida. I mean, it's crazy. This race in the Eastern Conference is going to be so much fun. Now, Buffalo is still out West. They beat Anaheim the other night. They'll be taking on San Jose. Detroit, who's had a phenomenal Western swing. I actually hit on my ice pick last night i got the the red wings at plus 220 to win uh in uh, calgary and they did it and now they'll continue in seattle after beating all three of the western canadian teams vancouver edmonton in a shootout and then calgary last night so seattle is going to be tough but you know detroit is very much involved in this dylan larkin has been playing out of his mind so I love this Detroit Red Wing team. I think if Buffalo gets their act together, it's just going to be too much for Washington to overcome. It's just going to be too much. You know, the goaltending hasn't been there. Their plus goal differential is actually still pretty good compared to the teams chasing them. The only one that has a higher one is Buffalo at plus 12. Islanders are plus 6. That could certainly improve. Caps are at a plus 8. Florida's at a plus 2. Detroit's at a minus 5, but they're certainly on the come. It is going to be a wild race, and I think when it all is said and done, 
Washington's going to be on the outside looking in. Hurricanes with a win over the uh, uh, the Hurricanes with a win over the Canadians, six to two, as they honored Cam Ward, putting him into the Hurricanes Hall of Fame. Cam Ward is a really good goaltender. Um, you know, he won the Stanley Cup in two thousand and six. People forget how good he was in '09 when Carolina made a run to the conference final that year. Um, he's not a goaltender you think of as anybody that would actually get into the actual Hall of Fame. But Cam Ward's name is going to come up a lot when people start talking about, well, Henrik Lundqvist never won a cup. Well, you know, Cam Ward did. Are you telling me you're going to take Cam Ward over Henrik Lundqvist? Of course you're not. You know, are you going to take Cam Ward over Curtis Joseph? Of course you're not. You know, so that Stanley Cup puts him in a certain echelon, but he kind of reminds me, and I don't mean to insult him, and I'm sure Hurricane fans will want to get on me, for this, that it's odd that he's won a cup. <laughs> like when you look at the great goaltender and how sometimes you don't necessarily have to have the greatest goaltender in the world in order to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, you've got Corey Crawford has a Stanley Cup. Nikolai Javi Bulin has a Stanley Cup. Um, Darcy Kemper has a Stanley Cup. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you don't think of as being classically great goaltenders that have won Stanley Cups. And we've always said it before, you don't need to be great, you just need to play great. And certainly Cam Moore did in 06 in 2009, and of course 06 getting that championship uh, with that great seven-game series win over the Edmonton Oilers. So congratulations, he's certainly one of the all-time Carolina Hurricanes, and they end up beating the Canadians by the final score of 6-2. to two. Um, Jarvis has been good for them. Ajo has been absolutely spectacular. Um, so there's a lot of really, really good things going on there with Carolina. And they, they're, believe it or not, putting some pressure on Boston for the top spot. You know, Boston, they've, they've won a couple in a row. It's all relative, right? 6-3-1 and one over their last 10 to Boston seems like they're on a bit of a slow streak. Anybody else in the league would certainly take that. But Carolina's played so well, 9-1-0 in their last 10. Their only loss came that last Saturday against the Rangers, and they've bounced back with two straight wins since then. But they, as great as Boston has been, Carolina's only seven back, seven points back. So, and then they don't have to catch him. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just bringing it up from the perspective of we all know how good Boston has been. Carolina has not been that off the pace. Uh, Boston gets their win over the Predators by the final score of five to nothing. I'm getting the same vibe from Nashville that I'm getting from Washington. It's not going to happen for Nashville. Statistically, they're still very much there, five points back with two games in hand on Washington. It, they just don't score enough, and, and they'll put things together. They've won six of their last ten, but they're not going to be able to put a streak together because they just don't score. You can't ask your goaltenders to be amazing, and, and they've been. Soros has had great moments this season, but uh, to do it on a consistent enough basis. Calgary, you worry about. That was a bad loss against Detroit at home. Um, they're sitting tied with Minnesota with 61 points. Minnesota's got a game in hand. So I'll stick with Calgary. Uh, and I guess I still have to stick with Nashville, but I'm just not getting a vibe that they're going to be able to make the playoffs. Tough loss for the Jets. They lose in Columbus to the Blue Jackets by the final score of 3-1. to one. So Winnipeg misses an opportunity to fall in with a tie with Dallas in the Central Division. They stay two points back there. Um, with both of them having 55 games played. So um, that was a missed opportunity, certainly, for the Winnipeg Jets to uh, get a win there. And then 
the it just it's pretty amazing what the Kraken have been able to do. They beat the Flyers six to two, no surprise there. And and how about the Golden Knights getting a win at home, two to one over a very pesky San Jose Shark team? And all the conversation just continues to wrap around Timo Myers. Where is he going to go? And that's our conversation now as we go to the Devils' loss to St. Louis, 4-2. to two. This game was on national television. Not a great game for St. Louis. Now, the, the, for, the, for the Rangers, in, uh, for the Devils in St. Louis, lost a lot of board battles. They just, they just didn't seem to be as engaged. It's eventually going to catch up with you when you lose a player like Hughes. Hughes made the trip, so there's speculation that he's closer than maybe people think to playing. Um, and maybe he'll be able to get into the game against Pittsburgh. That'll be coming up on Saturday um, in the hopes that maybe he'll get back in. He made the trip, so the feeling is he might be ready with his upper body injury. So I'm not going to freak out. We talked about it with EJ Raddick on Monday. Oh, this is going to escalate getting Timo Myers because Hughes is hurt. I don't think anybody thinks it's going to be that long. And they have survived without him. I mean, the, the Devils are 6-2-2 two, and two in, in their last 10, so it's not like they've completely collapsed, although certainly it looked like they missed him last night. And it's a tough loss for New Jersey as they continue to try to hold on to what could be a home ice advantage against the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs. They stay at 75 points with 54 games played. The Rangers are just three points back with 54 games played. So the Devils can win. Uh, the Devils lose to Pittsburgh, and the Rangers have a big weekend in Alberta. They can end up losing second place, and it looks like the Devils and the Rangers are on a collision course for the first round, right? I don't think either of the two teams are going to catch Carolina for first place, and I'm not sure Pittsburgh is going to be able to catch the Rangers or the Devils for second or third because right now Pittsburgh's got 63 points, and that's nine back of the Rangers and 12 back of the Devils. So right now it appears your first-round matchup's going to be the Rangers and the Devils, and if you want to get home ice, it's going to be important to do I think for both of these teams, Rangers will get into New Jersey. Their fans will get in there. But you want the home ice. Uh, and or, or do you, considering how good the Devils have been on the road? 24-3, and three, and that's counting the loss last night. But still, you work so hard all season long, you want to try to be able to get that home ice advantage. And the Devils missed that opportunity. And we'll see if the Rangers can take advantage of it this weekend. And a good possibility by the time we get to Monday, it could be the Rangers chasing Carolina for first place and not the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I think Myers is going to go there. Um, it just makes perfect sense. The Devils will do something. That is the conversation out of New Jersey. They talked about it on the broadcast last night uh, nationally. Bob Wischusen did a great job doing the play-by-play with um, Boucher and um, a friend here of game misconduct, Leah Hextall. And Leah said it, that she's talked to everybody. They will make a deal. You know, is it going to be Timo Myers? Is it going to be, you know, someone like a Taves? Would they go after Patrick Kane? Would that be something that they want to use? And we talked about it earlier in the week that, you know, the Devils can look at this as, hey, it's fun. We're going to be in the playoffs for the first time since 2018. Let's just let's just go with what we have. Or do you look at it and say, hey, you never know. You can make a run. It's been a long time. We want to be prepared to be that much better in the playoffs more so than solidifying a playoff spot. If they make a deal, it's not going to be locked down second place, not locked down a postseason spot. They're going to make a deal because they're going to want to do some damage in the postseason. The way that team can fly, the way that team can score, um, there's no reason to believe that they can't make a run in the postseason, which could be kind of scary, right? That's the one thing about this format that kind of ticks you off is, is that the Rangers have played phenomenal hockey here, six in a row. Devils have played great all year. And one of those two teams is going to be out in the first round if that ends up being the matchup in round one, and it looks like it's going to be. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, it's Friday. You know what Friday means. It's time for our top five. Don LaGreca's Friday Top Five. Number five. Now I'm going to put New Jersey at five. Drop them just a little bit. Um, obviously, the Hughes injuries affected them a tad bit. And they're still um, surviving it, no problem. The plus uh, goal differential continues to be one of the best in the league as they're tied with Dallas for second best behind, of course, uh, Boston. So New Jersey, 24-3 and on the road. That's including the regulation loss last night in St. Louis. I mean, think about it. Going to last night, you've played over 50 games. you played over 25 on the road and only lost three times now four. That's pretty good stuff. I've got New Jersey at number five. Number four. I'm going to put the Rangers at four. I mean, the Tarasenko deal has been good. i got to tell you, but it hasn't really been about Tarasenko. He scored in the first game against Seattle. He's been involved. He's played on a couple of different lines here. He's certainly made players around him better. But it really goes beyond the acquisition of Tarasenko. I think the Mikola deal has really rounded out this blue line to be even better than it was before. That's no offense to Ben Harper, but I think Mikola is a guy that can do a little bit more offensively. Uh, I think he can help out there more than Ben Harper can, but if anything happens to anybody on the blue line, Harper can jump right in and play solid. But Zabanajad's been great. Kreider has been great. Uh, it's been a fun team to cover. Goaltending hasn't been tremendous, but the reason they're winning is because they've got a six-game winning streak and they're averaging over five goals a game. It was dead on five uh, goals a game when they had the five-game winning streak and then put up a six spot in the victory against the Vancouver Canucks back on Wednesday. Rangers playing some terrific, terrific hockey, and I have them at number four. Number three. Still going to stick with the Toronto Maple Leafs at three. Creeping up there. Third best goal differential of plus 39. They survived the Matthews injury. Uh, their goaltending is always going to be something you're going to kind of question, but it's been pretty solid over this stretch of time. They've got no chance to catch Boston, but there's still plenty of reason to try to hold off Tampa. If you've got to play them in the first round, make sure you get some home ice advantage against a really, really good Lightning team that I contemplated having back in the top five this week. I didn't, but Tampa's been good trying to hold them off. So there's a lot of work for the Leafs to do, but I've got them at number three. Number two. I thought about it. I actually thought about it. But I'm going to have Carolina be two instead of one. I'm still going to leave Boston at number one, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But Carolina has just really been unbelievable. They probably need a center, but that's it. I like this blue line a lot. The goaltending, it's always going to be in question, right? But Anderson's now healthy. Ronta's healthy. So they're pretty good there between the pipes. And Ajo has been special. 
Um, I like what I like, Seth Jarvis is probably one of the better players that people aren't really talking about with this team. Uh, I say they need a center, but whenever you need to be able to win a faceoff, it seems like Jordan Stahl is able to do that for you. Also a very underrated player. They're exceptionally well coached. I'm going to predict that Carolina has a shot to get to number one before the season is over, but I've got the Hurricanes right now at number two. Number one. Yeah! I'm still going to leave the Boston Bruins there. Again, I'm not going to I'm not going to blink at the 6-3 and 1 over the last 10. They did bounce back with a couple of nice wins. Went to Nashville, wiped the floor with them. McAvoy has been tremendous. I mean, everybody just I it gets very repetitive doing these top 5s because it's never going to change why Boston is the best team in the NHL. But I will just throw out plus 86. What does that mean? Second is plus 41. I mean, you're doubling up the next team. That's just incredible stuff. So that is our top five for the week. All Who right, are you let's, taking hear, let's hear from you. At Don LeGreca, hashtag game misconduct is always the way to go if you want to be able to communicate with me. Yankees and Penguins says, Hi, Don, do you think it's down to Calgary versus Minnesota for the final playoff spot in the West? Great question. Because, I, 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 again, I can't have Nashville in the conversation St. Louis has played better. They've won three in a row, but they're still going to be trading pieces off. O'Reilly may get dealt there. Um, So I don't think St. Louis is going to be in the conversation. I think you nailed it. Minnesota, Calgary, maybe Nashville. I'm just trying to – no, that's it. I think you got it. I think it's really just going to come down to those two teams. And who would I pick between the two? I'm not in love with either team, quite honestly. Um Maybe I'll go with Markstrom because I think he might be the better goaltender than Mark andre Fleury at this point in his career. But I, I, as you can tell, I'm not saying that with any kind of certitude. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think we're down to just those uh, those two battling for the last playoff spot in the West. Donnell Weaver says, local hockey question. You always do, Donnell. You don't have to preface it. You always tell do it locally. Devils lose to the uh, Blues last night. They look like an average team without Hughes. They need to get Meyer. Uh, Islanders big game tonight against the Penguins if they can score any goals and the Rangers look like they can't be beat. Well, the Rangers got to clean up some things um, because, again, they're allowing uh, quite a few goals, too. They're letting teams back in. Their third periods haven't been as pronounced as they've been all season long. So as great as the Rangers have played and you should be excited, there are some things that need to get cleaned up there. It's always the Islanders, right? Are they going to be able to score enough goals? But it's a good point. It's a big game against the Penguins, a team you're chasing after for a playoff spot. That's a huge game tonight. And as far as the Devils, I disagree. I think they've looked okay without Hughes. Um, last night, notwithstanding, they weren't very good last night. But they'll get Hughes back. Like I said, he's on the trip. So he wouldn't have made the trip if he was going to be out any kind of long term. And we'll see if he plays coming up this weekend against Pittsburgh. There's a couple of big games for Pittsburgh having to take on the Islanders and the Devils back-to-back. Um, but I do think uh, Timo is on their radar for sure. And if I had to guess, I think the Devils are going to get him. Robert says, hey, Don, with Kane putting out a list of either Toronto or the Rangers, do you realistically see him coming to Broadway? And if so, would a trade involve Kraftsoff be in play or should the Rangers go in another direction and look for a fourth center well listen I'm not going to turn down Patrick Kane and I'm not going to let Vitaly Kraftsoff get in the way of getting Patrick Kane you could say anything you want about Vitaly Kraftsoff he is a healthy scratch right he is not playing and I understand what Gallant says he's not good enough to be a top nine and he's too good to be on the fourth line 
But you know what? You'd find a way to put him on the fourth line when you're looking for some scoring on your fourth line. See, I don't think the Rangers' problem is at center on the fourth line. Their problem is getting a scorer on the fourth line. So, uh, because I think Park Barkley Goudreau could do a great job as the fourth line center. They don't have anybody but the biscuit in the basket on the fourth line, right? Uh, obviously, uh, you you have to like um, the effort that you get every single night from Julian Gauthier. Uh, I like him. They just don't get enough offense on that blue line, and that's why they would love to be able to get a winger. The Kraftsoff not being an option tells me that they're really they, there's no future for him here. He's been given opportunities. He's overcome some of the injury problems he had early in the season, but it's just not working here. It's just going to take more than Vitaly Kraftsoff to be able to get Patrick Kane. But as you get closer to the deadline, I think there's a better chance it could happen. Toronto might be a little bit more equipped. Both of them don't have a ton of cap space. Um, I would love to be able to get Patrick Kane to get him to come here and be able to include him with Tarasenko would be a home run for the Rangers. Pete O'Kay says, with the passing of Tim McCarver, who do you consider to be hockey's best all-time color commentator game analyst? It's a great question. Uh, The gold standard, the guy that was in the same conversation with McCarver was John Davidson. John Davidson when you know when hockey was on Fox, he was on Fox. When they were on ESPN, he did ESPN and ABC. Uh, he did NBC when they first got the contract because he was the best. So he's not doing it anymore. Now an executive with the Columbus Blue Jackets, but when he was doing it, there was nobody better than him. Um, so that's the guy that comes to mind when you want to compare. You know the John Madden in football, Tim McCarver in baseball basketball I guess who you know would it be would it be Mark Jackson you know or Jeff Van Gundy because they're on the the mothership at ESPN um but I don't follow it as closely as the other sports and in hockey it was John Davidson so I guess John Davidson would be the answer when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've told this story before, but it's been a while, and and I don't know. I'll judge it based on my producer, Anthony Pusick. Anthony, have you heard my John Davidson story? Your John Davidson story? I don't believe I have. All right. Well, then that means it's aged enough that there's a new audience. So, hey, if, if, if you've heard this story before, it's a podcast. Fast forward. If you haven't, then then hopefully you'll enjoy it. Let's go back, if you will, to the early portion of the 05-06 season. We get a phone call on the Michael K show from someone who asks the question, who is the biggest Homer broadcaster in New York? And Michael was pondering it. And I think Dick Lynch's name came out. He was with us at the time. He was kind of a Homer with the Giants. And I said, and it wasn't even my opinion. I said, you know what, Michael? There are some people that might say John Davidson is the biggest homer. It's like, ooh. 
And the reason I said that is you remember Dan Blackburn. He was staying at John Davidson's house. Like, you could tell as great as John was, when he did a Ranger game, he was pro-Ranger. He was a former Ranger, went to the Cup Final with them in 79. And that's all he said. Now, a, a, a few months earlier, I was hired as the Rangers pre- and post-game guy. So we had just gotten the contract for the Rangers at, at the time, 1050 ESPN New York. And so I was just working with the organization for the first time, barely into the season. So that Sunday, after said comment, Bob Raceman writes in the Daily News that, you know, new Rangers hire for pre and post Don LaGreca goes after John Davidson, calling him the biggest homer in New York. I'm like, oh my God, I'm thinking I'm going to get fired. I can't believe it. It might even have been the headline in Raceman's article. Nothing happens. Okay, we have some fun with it on the air. So Raisman doesn't even name you then? Well, no, he named me. Well, like, that was the headline, but he, no, he, believe me. He, Michael K. Show co-host Yeah, calls. no, right, right, right. It, no, it was, um, but all that was mentioned, but, but they, he did get my name. I, I give Bob credit. Bob will mention me by name. So the, Bob used to write on Tuesdays and Sundays. So Tuesday, an article comes out. He gets in touch with John Davidson. To think, to hear what John had to say about Don LaGreca's comment that he's the biggest homer in New York sports. I'm reading along. So he gets in touch with John, and JD's comment was What would I care what a former place kicker has to say? Now, whether he did it intentionally or mistaken me for the great Al Del Greco, I don't know. The old, the former Houston Oiler kicker, but uh, so that was he took a shot at me. Like, what do I care? Meaning, I don't know who Don Lagreca is. I don't know him. The difference between him and Al Del Greco, a field goal kicker in the NFL. So now I'm like devastated. I'm working with the Rangers. John Davidson's on TV. I'm on radio. He doesn't like me. He went after me. All right. So I don't see John at all. Because this broadcast booths are separate. I wasn't traveling with the Rangers at the time because I wasn't doing play-by-play yet. So we don't cross paths. Fast forward to the Stanley Cup final that year. It's Calgary and Edmonton. So I'm traveling, doing it for NHL Live. I have dinner with, with Sam Rosen and a bunch of other people because Sam Rosen was doing the national radio broadcast and I was traveling with the national radio broadcast. So we all went out to dinner at a steakhouse in Carolina. And I, so I tell Sam the story. He's like, no, no, Don, I know the story. And I got to tell you, John's pissed. He's really upset. He gets very offended when people talk about him like that. I'm like, oh, my God, John Davidson hates me. And I had known J.D. I've interviewed him a bunch of times, got along with him, and now I'm thinking I've lost the, I've lost that connection, and now I'm eventually going to lose my Ranger job because, you know, J.D. hates me. So – now it's game seven. Carolina wins. I fly home to Newark. Who's on my flight, J.D.? Doesn't acknowledge me. Um, we're waiting at the same um, baggage claim to get our bags. Doesn't doesn't look at me. I'm like, oh, my God. And, this go, and, and there's no – now there's no resolution because what happens next, Anthony? He takes the job with the St. Louis Blues right after the season. So that's it. Now, I see him on occasion when I do games in Columbus. After that, he says hello, very like like nothing happened. But I don't want to bring it up to him. I don't want maybe because now he forgot about it maybe. 
So anyway, eventually, when he gets the job back with the Rangers, we have him in studio. I remember that. Yeah, and Rosasco, I'm telling Rosasco the story. He's like, you got to tell J.D. I'm like, but what if he gets upset? He's like, don't worry, tell him. So I say, so I remind JD of the story. He laughs and says, Don, I was never mad at you. I just didn't happen to notice you on the plane. Sam was tugging your leg in Carolina. I never had a problem with it. I thought it was funny. And he and so I literally had stress over this, Anthony, for like ten years, thinking that he hated me or that he was gonna cost me the Ranger job. And it turned out that it was all great and Rosasco, I guess, was in on it, knew that it was no big deal. But you should see me when I'd be in Columbus calling a game, and I I would get him to be an in between period guest, and and I'd be nervous, and and he he would say hello, hi Don, how you doing? But like, and then I just thought he forgot about it. But no, he always remembered, and he just was having some fun with me. So I thought that was a fun JD story. Boy, so we're really damaged, huh? No, I'm yeah, it's a. Well, who'd you say was damaged? We, all of us. Uh, oh, I, I feel like everybody damaged. on this show Sam's damaged. Some... We're all damaged. It's, all, it's, it, it's, it's a mess. Uh, JJ says, hey, Don, I'm sorry about the only truly horrifying experience of jumping in a nice cold tank. Oh, that's talking about the uh, beach bash. Pinhead suits need to be better. Can, uh, can and will the Rangers still go after Kane after the Tarasenko deal? And do you think Tarasenko is a bet is a better fit anyway. Yeah, Tarasenko is, I just think, a better player at this stage of his career. But I still think they can get Kane, as I explained before. Uh, Robert says, uh, seems strange to say this, but Alak has been a better goalie for the Rangers lately. He's won seven in a row. Do you think he can get more starts down the stretch, or will they go get uh, Igor back in form uh, with more playing time? I just think... Again, I don't know what's going on with why Halak's played more. Maybe just because of the fact that Halak has played so well. He went from being like one of the worst goaltenders in the league now being one of the best. Shesterkin is not playing like he did last year. I thought he was a little shaky in Vancouver. I think he needs to play more, and I think he will play more. You're going to see a very condensed schedule in March for the Rangers where they're play, pretty much playing every other night. So he's going to play a lot. But he had a lot going on, too. With the All-Star break, having to go to Florida, I think they were sensitive to that. That's why he didn't play that game against Vegas before the All-Star break and didn't play the first game out of the All-Star break. Believe me, Sesterkin's the man. I like Halak. I like what he's doing. I like the way he's playing. But this team is a cup contender because of Igor Shesterkin, and he'll get his act together, and he'll play more down the stretch. Don, didn't we we talk about two or three years ago when Gallant started that – it was going to be, what was it, 70-30? Or there's not a hockey team that's won within the last like five, six years that hasn't had like a 70-30 split in right, the regular right. season with their goalies. And to think that Igor Shesterkin's going to have a top 10 season of all time every time he goes out there just speaks to how New York fans feel about their teams and their players. I, I don't think that Halak playing as much as he is is a bad thing. It's probably a better thing. No, I think it is a better thing, for sure. And and, and there's no way you're going to tell me that in, there's going to be a big game played if they got a chance to finish in first place or whatever, where Yuroslav Halak's going to get a start over Igor Shosturkin. I don't care what anything. A lot's going to have to happen in the negative for that ever to be the case. Oh, and they wanted him right. cut after the first five games of the season, if you you're remember right. correctly. No, well, listen, he was awful. He I mean, was he terrible. He lost him a game in Anaheim. He got, he got shelled by the Blue Jackets of the Garden early in the season, but he's won seven in a row, and it's not like he's been a pedestrian in that seven-game winning streak. He's been the reason that they've won a few of those games, believe me. Um, he has been a very good goaltender, but he is what he is. He's a backup goaltender, 
But Anthony's right. Uh, backup goaltenders do play a significant role on teams now, usually north of 20 games, and and uh, that's the way you want to do it now. You don't want your starting goaltender to play more than, than 55, 60 games a year, and, and that's what I think what the Rangers are going to do. Oh, we got a good one, Anthony. David says, here here's my East realignment idea. After that question from a couple of weeks ago, Southeast is easy with Florida, Tampa, Carolina, and Washington, all three locals together and lump Boston in with them. You have the Canadian teams with Buffalo, and finally you put Pittsburgh, Philadelphia with Columbus and Detroit. Not bad. I mean, I I don't know how you feel about it, Anthony. Like, as a Ranger fan, would you... Not would you be comfortable not being in the same division with the Philadelphia Flyers? Uh, I'm fine with it. I'd love to try and keep orig- at least one original six rival with another original six rival. But that doesn't necessarily matter that much anymore. If you could find a way to get Boston with Detroit, I think that would be good. But listen, I mean, this all we haven't laminated anything yet, so we're we're always welcome yeah. to we're always welcome to suggestions. But you don't have the luxury of being able to pair. Um, original six teams in every division, anyway. So even if you put, no. if, if you put, if you put Boston with Detroit, then the Rangers would stand alone. It's a good point in their own division. So and and then under his format, Detroit stands alone. Hey, listen, I, I don't mind Detroit standing alone. No offense, but you know Detroit spent a lot of time in the West. They if did. You remember. They really did. You know, so they've kind of bounced around quite a bit in recent years. So I don't think it'd be that bad. Uh, Ethan says Preds with brutal back-to-back losses after uh, um, scraped by Philly and getting beaten handily by Vegas. Are their playoff chances slipping away, even with a couple of games in hand? over Minnesota and Calgary. Like I mentioned before, I just don't believe they've got the scoring uh, to be able to get it done. AZ Ranger says, Don, as a Ranger fan, my two favorite teams are the Rangers and anybody who plays the Isles. I'm really worried about them making the playoffs, beating Boston in the first round and going to another one of those annoying runs. How possible is that? Listen, is, is it po- why wouldn't it be possible? And the reason I say that is because is this team really any different than they were the two times they went to the third round in the bubble and last year? I mean, honestly, I mean, the year before, um, because I, last year they missed the playoffs, um, are they any different? If, if anything, you make the case they're better because I think Sorokin is, is a better goaltender. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No, I, I don't think they just have enough scoring to get it done. Now, will they make another deal uh, the after after the Horvat deal? I don't think so. I'm not hearing anything. I hear the Devils. I hear the Rangers. Um, I hear Carolina in that division. I don't hear too much about the Islanders. Doesn't mean something's not going to happen. Maybe the reason you don't hear anything is that Lou doesn't leak anything. That's how good Lou is. That's why he's the best, um, because he runs a tight ship. But I, I can't scare you off of that, because it's not that that far along that they went to the third round back-to-back years. And in essence, it's pretty, pretty much the same team. You know, and now they got you know Palmieri healthy. You know, Parisi's got a ton of experience. Like I said, Sorokin's a better goaltender. Um, they got Pelic back. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to here with the Isles. They're not playing great, so maybe you feel good about that. But you know, and you don't have Trots too. So there's there's a big that, that's a big difference. All right, when you talk about the roster, pretty much the same. But it's not you know Barry Trotz who won a Stanley Cup in Washington and made some runs with the Nashville Predators. It's it's Lane Lambert, and and you don't know what you're going to get from him because he doesn't have the experience as a head coach. All right, this is a fun. Uh, 
fun experience on a Friday. Good to be back home. Enjoy all of the hockey over the weekend. Want to get in touch with me at Don LaGreca. Hashtag game misconduct's the way to do that. Hope to have EJ on Monday as we get closer and closer to the trading deadline. The one good thing about the trade deadline being on March 3rd is that February is a quick month. So it's already the 17th, and by the time we get to Monday, it'll be the 20th, and you'll be that much closer to the deadline. So we're looking forward to that. One we'll more thing, to- Don, before we yes. go. Because you, in a few short hours, and for people listening, it could be even at the moment that it's happening, you have, for sure, an ice pick today. Yes. So let's just, let's just I'm just going to tell you, so that you can ruminate over it while we wait for the K-Show to start, and for all the listeners... At the moment that we're recording this, here are the lines for tonight. You have Islanders-Penguins, which you can hear on 1050. Both minus money on the money line. Islanders minus 1.5 is plus 222. You're not getting any value in the over-under at 5.5. Both are minus money. Blackhawks-Senators. Blackhawks plus 228. Minus a goal and a half for the Senators is minus 110. No value there. Over-under at 6.5. No value there. Uh, Both minus money. Wild Stars, both minus money at minus 110 on the money line. Wild minus a goal and a half is plus 235. Over under, over five and a half is plus 100. Mm. Uh, You usually avoid Rangers Oilers. My pick for tonight would be over seven plus 105. Rangers are always scoring, and the Oilers will score, even if Igor is in net. Um, I'm getting plus plus money on the over because it's seven. Because it's seven. The highest over that we have today, plus 105 right now. Also plus 105 on the money line for the Rangers. Minus a goal and a half for the Oilers is plus 180. Kings-Ducks. Ducks plus 215 at home on the money line. Minus a goal and a half for the Kings. No value, minus 105. Over under six and a half. Both minus money, no matter which way you look at it. So that's what you have today, Don. A small slate and a lot of minus money. So good luck yeah. with what you're going to choose. Well, yeah, and so tune into the Michael K. Show for that. Because I don't want to give anything away, right? Because we call that a tease in the business. I wanted you to just ruminate over it. No, I got to ruminate over it. But I I do have one. I got a hankering on one of the things that you said. So I will have an ice pick coming up uh, on the K show. So if you're listening to this, maybe you already heard it. Um, I'm I'm finishing this recording at 2:06. We always have our ice pick at 5:45 Eastern. So look forward to that on the K show. Talk to you again on Monday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.